0: welcome
1: back we are The Mail-In Podcast sorry for the hiatus hiatus mm-hmm. we long hiatus I'm your host Brett Merriman to my right the lovely the um cheek boned up I guess is what I was trying to go for there with our new camera setup thank you Randy
0: I'm gonna have to start getting ready in the morning yeah me too I me don't too. think I'm ready for this high def
1: we're on the high def journey now yeah so. we're in the we're in the what's what's in the we're in the the marvel verse or whatever we're in the spider verse we're in the high def verse now by the way that's sally defreeze my lovely co-host hello
0: sally hi how are you i'm great um yeah i i was not will came home and told me on monday he was like we got new cameras Mm -hmm. and they show everything well yeah so we got to start like pre-film masking so that i get rid of these bags under my eyes Mm Hmm snatch my job you know
1: how do you snatch your job
0: you you uh well first you like do a facial massage you like, mm-hmm. like uh, that is it a gua sha
1: think,
0: yeah drainage your face but then they have these like chin strap masks oh, that boy. help get rid of the blow well, under your well, face
1: ah, i see for men we just grow beards to do that
0: yeah it's not very fair <laughs>
1: yeah maybe we'll we'll have to we'll have a pre-show routine we need to come in here like 4 a.m like the like the morning news shows do or whatever we may
0: have to like y'all may need to hire a makeup artist and start having somebody just touch you up i would
1: totally wear makeup for the mail
0: yeah i mean these lights aren't super forgiving is the problem so like it's not like soft mood lighting it's like
1: wouldn't that be nice if it was like the sunset light just kind of golden hour all the time we do it's that, that randy? randy yeah instead of like the industrial i feel like i'm in oh the lights are off
0: does that look worse on screen now okay
1: he's gonna turn them back on without telling us and like, yeah, there, yeah, it, there is. it is okay. yep Instead, i feel like i'm at a hockey rink <laughs> it's just like blinding white light yeah we'll have to do a uh, a uh, you know once the mail-in is a like fledgling thousand person company and we're still doing the mail in at eight in the morning on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. We'll have to have uh, a makeup artist.
0: I think that's when you. We also transition to like having white wine in the morning. Like,
1: I mean, twist my arm.
0: Like Hoda and Jenna.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should. We should really go all in, like the morning television people. Yeah. Like uh, that, I think Kelly is my and, ideal job. Is it Kelly Ryan. and Ryan still?
0: So Ryan's leaving. What? And her husband is taking over. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Who's her husband? uh is it mark consuelos is that his name
1: well kelly ripa husband mark consuelos well done
0: i'm I'm pretty sure that ryan seacrest is leaving and her husband's taking over
1: no shit i feel like that that was a pretty that was a long lasting
0: and i understand that as somebody on a morning show you you have like a really shitty schedule i mean they do like wake up at like three in the morning oh
1: it's it it's insane but like not my life
0: what hoda and jenna do is my dream job like sitting around like shooting the shit in new york having a glass of white wine mm-hmm. talking to like authors or chefs or whatever i mean that's great you know what i do instead i wake up at six and walk into lights that are almost less forgiving than this mm. into an or it's oh. like blinding
1: that's like
0: cold and it's freezing cold
1: Yeah. Oy.
0: no one wants my opinion about anything <laughs> no, no one cares about what i have to say
1: maybe there's a lane there it's it's like uh just live surgery. people would watch live surgeries for sure because they're crazy like that oh yeah and you just shoot the shit you talked about current events
0: well y- you it's know we do i line, think i've maybe? talked about this before we do a lot of robotic surgeries Beep so does randy you've seen the like they did surgery on a grape thing
1: yeah 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 the, that's the, what we
0: do what's it called not damascus the da vinci the da vinci the mm-hmm. little
1: little plier and things. so
0: once once the da Vinci's like hooked up they have to like, it goes dark because then they have to like be able to Ooh. see the robot like see the screen and stuff so i'm literally just like sitting in a dark hole no <laughs> one cares you're in a bunker yeah so i need to figure out a way to make surgery more about me
1: Mm-hmm. Right, well,
0: is it's that about why patient? I'm is that kidding. why
1: you, you're a big fan of the morning show, right, on Apple TV Plus? We
0: used to watch it. We kind of stopped.
1: Well, there's only two seasons, I think. So yeah,
0: we started the second season. I think like one episode in, and we just didn't get into it. Will and I have also realized that we have watched so much TV. We were talking about something the other day, and I was like, you know that show we watched, blah blah blah, and he was like, I have no clue what you're talking about, and I was like, it's the guy. i was like dave frank goes in and he was like what are you talking about and i was like it's the show and it i literally was trying to explain it to him could not remember what it was called we finally figured it out wow i can't remember the name now and like that was just a one-off show that we watched for like two days and we're like "Eh, i don't care about this anymore
1: so you're watching so much tv you're forgetting about tv yeah see i i famously don't watch any shows unless they're like my top three succession billions morning show and for all mankind if there's not a new episode of one of those oh outer banks too i watched i watched the season three in two days so
0: i also like gave up on season two of outer banks i got like a couple episodes in, and i was like eh. season
1: one's the goat i mean it's just like it's national i mean you like national treasure so much that i'm surprised this didn't peak your your interest.
0: They like call me when they add Nick Cage to Outer Banks cast. Okay.
1: Also, the National Treasure Show doesn't have Nick Cage in it, right?
0: No. I tried to get Will to watch that. Yeah. I heard it's kind of chewy though.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean.
0: I mean, so are the movies. I love the movies though.
1: Right. Absolutely. But I think give give Outer Banks if you if you're like really starving for something to watch, mm-hmm. give season two a chance just because season three is really good okay season one the best season three close second season two is like yeah yeah
0: okay anyway you know. you answer can some i just questions? dive into season three without watching
1: season two um uh, probably depends on when you stopped watching in season two okay because they're like season three is just ends up being a whole new search for something totally different
0: okay which, Let's answer some questions. Yeah, we can do some questions now. Uh,
1: if you want to ask us some questions, hit the hotline number 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Hit up the Washington Media store. Hit up the YouTube to see our lovely high-definition badge under our eyes. Uh, YouTube.com slash Mail-In Podcast. Lastly, on the announcement front, this Friday, so this will be tomorrow when you're listening, if you're in the Austin, Texas area, Come on down, half step on Rainy Street. We're doing South by South Washed from three to five. Meet up. Uh, I don't know if this has been said before, but uh, free beer.
0: Wow, free beer!
1: Free beer! Free beer! You heard of that, Randy? Hey, Randy. You don't. I think it's as supplies last. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's free beer to a point. <laughs> Just put that caveat, Mister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we, but if if in two hours we are, uh, if we're getting to that point, then. Then we're having a good time.
0: I'll be there, and I'll make this promise: I will try to be there on time. I would
1: really hope so, uh, Randy. Randy's not a big punctual guy, unless it's like something very important, like a tea time. But if it's just like, hey, we're we're gonna meet down on on West Sixth at like six o'clock, don't expect Randy until like seven fifteen.
0: Yeah, I will maybe be there.
1: You're a hard maybe.
0: Okay. i'm actually like less of, like even Ooh, less of soft a hard maybe, maybe. Okay. soft maybe well because i work till five
1: fair so unless the surgery schedule
0: is real light in the afternoon yeah i will be uh not there
1: you probably. have a job where you help save lives and we have a job where we
0: save um, lives through podcasting
1: you know what <laughs> i'd love to be able to look at it like that
0: anyway yeah.
1: let's dive in sally hey guys Uh, Long-time listener, first-time writer. Thank you for writing in. This is more of a Sally question. Sorry, Brett. That's okay. Uh, I just found out I am pregnant with my first child. Something I admire about you, Sally, other than all your awesome qualities, uh, is that you seem to balance having your life as a mom, a wife, and a friend really well without appearing to have, quote, given up things in your life. How have you found this balance, and how would you recommend promoting it for this mom to be? I know Instagram is the highlight reel slash editorial of everyone's life, but I admire that you seem to mesh your roles very well, like travel, dinners, et cetera. Thank you. Sally, how are you just such a fucking incredible person?
0: <laughs> wow. You know, there isn't a specific recipe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, sh- th- this girl's right. Instagram is a highlight reel, um, but a couple things go into us continuing our life post child. So number 1 is um when you have friends that have kids, it mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier to continue your social life because those people are in the same situation as you. So we had um we were probably on the later side of friends having kids at least in terms of my friends mm-hmm. that live near us we're probably on the early side of will's friends but we don't see all those people all the time um tube
1: socks
0: tube socks uh so being in austin like it's easier to plan stuff like that because either you're on the same page so you're like if if you have friends who have kids you know if we're bringing the kids we're going to dinner at five there's no later than that because we really are going to like lose steam quickly uh the good news is Even our friends who don't have kids are usually down to do that, too. If we're like, hey, we're going to go to Matt's at 5 on Friday. Because Matt's famously is impossible to sit down at before two hours if you go past like 6.15 on Friday.
1: And lately, it's been a a nightmare.
0: There's like a... At Matt's... And every... I mean, Houston has the same thing at El Timbo. You have like a window. It's like... 5 to 5.15, if you get there, there's no one there. And then at 5.15, it's like, bam, everyone's there. Oh, so, yeah. you, so it's easy to convince people to go with you if you're like, hey, we're going to, like, have big group dinner. Obviously, we're hitting the big Mexican food restaurant that doesn't need reservations. But we have to go at this time. And if we go any later, no one's sitting down till 9. Mm-hmm. So, number one, do stuff with your friends who have kids. Same thing, like... We have date night tomorrow night with one of our couple friends. They're about to have their third kid. Ooh. Um, and we also know, like, okay, we're getting a babysitter. Like, it's easy to plan shit with them because they always have a babysitter on Thursday night. And we're like, we're doing dinner at eight. So the kid goes down, babysitter comes. We don't have to like worry about it.
1: I think there's sort of a point in that that you're you're kind of you underlaid is that like maybe you have a night that's consistent. Right. Where it's like, hey, Thursday's our friend date. Babysitter, like our babysitter is basically on retainer. Right. For every Thursday night.
0: I mean, that's how the friends we're going with tomorrow night, a K tonight, if you're listening on Thursday, mm-hmm. literally have their babysitter come every Thursday. That's awesome. No I matter like what. Idea. We don't do that, although we have tried to do that in the past. It's just I like I don't always want to go out on a Thursday, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's the best day to drink. Yeah. So I that's another way to like keep a active social life. And then the other thing is I think Uh, Going back to that, what I'm saying is, if you are the first of your friends to have a baby, that is perfectly fine. Just know, and someone said this on Instagram the other day, and I really loved it. It was like, if you are the first friend to have a baby in your group, your baby shower and your pregnancy is going to be awesome. Because you are going to be like the center of attention. Everyone's so pumped for you. It's your first kid, blah, Mm blah, blah. The first Mm -hmm. kid of the group. You're... Fourth trimester, aka the first three months postpartum, would be real lonely. And I say that with love, but I think until you have had a child, you don't understand what the first it, people kept telling me, like, "Oh, the first three months, like, da, da. And I was like, "Shut up! You're being so annoying." But I think the first three months for everyone is really difficult in different ways. For okay. me, it was like I had a lot of postpartum depression and anxiety, so I was. I knew that there was a chance that was going to happen. I still did not understand how difficult it was going to be on me. And thankfully, I had girlfriends who'd already had kids who reached mm-hmm. out to me. Um, I didn't know that I needed to be reaching out to my friends and checking up on them when, until I had a kid. So if you have friends who are having kids and it's their first one and you haven't had a kid yet and you don't understand that, The first three months, like, reach out. You don't have to, like, make them go anywhere. Just be like, hey, you doing good? You want me to come over and hang out with you for a second? Mm -hmm. Or, like, if you need to talk, just be there. Okay. All that. Going back. Will and I also made a big effort to travel. It was really scary in the beginning with the kid. I'm like, okay, we have to bring, like, a thousand things with us but the more we did it the more comfortable we got honestly i wish we would have traveled more when fritz was a baby because he was essentially like a potato you could mm-hmm. like take him wherever he was even when he was like crying he was pretty quiet now that he's like walking it's like now a it's a, full now it's, a, it's a puppy other yeah. beast of like yeah. having to like control him and like yeah you know not let him run wild um That is just one of those things you kind of have to get over. You just are like, okay, we're going to rip the bandaid off, do one trip. If you have the luxury of, like, having, like, traveling with your family or having somebody else there to, like, kind of support you, that's always helpful. Mm -hmm. The first few times we traveled with Fritz, it was either with our family or to go see family. So that made it easier. But, like, rip the bandaid off and just do stuff. And then the other thing is, like, take your kid with you to dinner. Or take your kid with you... To, like, go run errands. The more that, like, you are out and about with them, it makes it they adapt better and you adapt to, like, dealing with it. And then we know situations where, like, we're out in public and Fritz is not doing well. And we're like, okay, we're going to excuse ourselves now. Mm -hmm. Just know your limits. But you don't know until you try. So you can't sit at home being like, I can't take this baby anywhere because he'll cry and people will be annoyed at that. Really, they won't. A lot of people are don't care. I mean, you're not like at some five star steakhouse, whatever. Yeah. But if you're out at a random restaurant and holding a baby, like no one's gonna be upset about that. Nobody
1: says boo, especially I feel like Austin's very, like a very baby tolerant place. Like everywhere yeah. you go, there's there's kids, there's puppies, there's doll, you know, everybody's just um, that that's how it works.
0: And then the other thing, the last thing is also and I've said this on different podcasts, like schedule time for you. So Will and I also made a point to be like We both need to have time where we leave and, like, are not bothered by the other person who's taking care of the kid. For example, when Will goes and golfs, I'm like, okay, six hours, like, of me and Fritz, and I'm not gonna bother him. I'm gonna try to not be resentful (laughs) when he gets home. (laughs) <laughs> but you have to like give the other person the opportunity to leave, and don't do like a tit for tat situation I was, where I was you're like
1: just about to ask, like, do you do? You, is there like a tally on that? No, sort of, like, and uh,
0: we have tried to be really cognizant of that. To yeah. be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to like just schedule something because you went out and golfed. I'm not going to be like, okay, well, I'm doing this now mm-hmm. because you did that. Just make time for yourself and do things you want to do with your friends, and don't be apologetic about it because the other person it's time to take care of the kid. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the, again, the less it, it becomes, like, a big deal. So, like, as I, le- it was really hard for me to leave. I felt like it was easier to for Will to leave in the beginning, because I was like, I have to be at home, I have to be breastfeeding, I have to be with Fritz, I have to do this. And the more I left, I was like, Will's absolutely fine by himself with Fritz. He does not need help. He's his dad. He can figure out how to change his diaper and give a bottle. He's not an idiot. He's actually a really amazing dad. He's totally doing fine. I don't need to check up on him. Mm -hmm. So the more I did that, the easier it got to leave. And same thing for Will. And then we just stopped asking each other for permission. We just put it on a calendar. Mm -hmm. Being like, hey, on Tuesday I'm going out with friends. You've got the baby. Or if you want to go somewhere, get a babysitter. Yeah. Boom. But it takes work.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure trial and error is always Mm -hmm. a part of that too. So work and it's a, lot of, a lot of trial there. Yeah. Um, if you are going out with friends, though, and, and need the babysitter, I got, I, got a, I got a product for you, Sally. You ever heard of Z-Biotics? I
0: have, I have, and I have tried it.
1: Have you ever skipped a workout or something, maybe something important the next morning? Just You're not, you're not rolling in like you'd like to because uh, you had a couple drinks the night before? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, if you're committed to your healthy routine this year, though, you need Z-Biotics. We all have busy lives these days and can't afford to waste a day stuck on the couch because of some drinks the night before. Therefore, z is the answer we've all been looking for. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is, until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic. That's the worst first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Sally, here's how it works. You're a science person, right? Mm-hmm. I got some science for you. Okay. Ready? When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. You know what that byproduct is?
0: I know you're going to try to pronounce it.
1: Acetadil acetaldehyde acetaldehyde
0: that's close i didn't know this by the way i did not know that that it was the byproduct and not dehydration mm-hmm. that is to blame for feeling rough the next day yeah. I, I thought it was dehydration
1: well how about this byproduct that's in your gut that is nasty and you don't you don't react well to it yeah zbiotics uh produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down, it's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it the most. And just remember to drink Z-Biotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly thereafter, and then get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. So, the first time I tried Z-Biotics was not this past weekend, but a weekend before. But I also did it this past weekend before uh, I was at Barbecue Austin. And that's mm-hmm. like a basically a, a barbecue situation where 10 bucks gets you all you can eat meat all you can drink beer kind of have a day it's kind of like cook off in houston okay so you drank it before i drank it before going to this okay got in had myself a day didn't didn't get too crazy but just just enough that i was like okay i would feel it the next morning but zebiotics was there for me woke up the next morning went to hot yoga
0: wow impressive
1: Felt great felt absolutely great so give zbiotics a try go to zbiotics.com mail and get 15% off your first order when you use mail at checkout that's zbiotics.com mail to get 15% off your first order when you use mail at checkout zbiotics is backed with 100% money-back guarantee so if you're uns- unsatisfied, excuse me for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked remember zbiotics.com slash mail and use the code MAIL at checkout for 15% off thanks to Zbiotics for sponsoring this episode. Sally, you want to do number two?
0: Yeah. My wife has a friend who has the same body shape as my wife. The friend dresses really cute. I'm not saying my wife doesn't dress well, but how do I nudge my wife in the direction of dressing more like her? I'm not attracted to this girl by any means, but she just has good style.
1: Hmm. How do you nudge your significant other into dressing more like another girl, Sally? <laughs> Yikes!
0: Okay. okay, I totally, I, I get where this guy's coming from. Yeah. Um, I think girls do this to men all the time. Like, if you think that your girlfriend hasn't ever tried to influence the way that you dress. <laughs>
1: Ray's got a story.
0: I, 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 there's, this is a nudge. Girlfriends can just straight up say no. You're not wearing.
1: D- yeah, Dylan, correct. Dylan's wife threw out all his clothes. Yes. Yeah. That's true. So
0: I, I um, okay. So I Bit think. Of a two way street here. <laughs> right. I. So I think it's a little wrong for us to totally judge this guy for mm-hmm. asking the question because I know that girls do the same thing. Okay. Like they're. I know better than to try to influence Will's style. But I, there are some things that he wears that I'm like. And honestly, I think um, as our relationship's gone on, I have like adapted to his personal style more. I think mm-hmm. in the beginning of our relationship, I was like, "Oh, oh, uh, okay, you're you're wearing that," but like, I never have told him like, "No, don't mm-hmm. wear that." Sure. My mother literally dresses my father every day. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, besides, you know, he wears scrubs, but like, I was just—is no, there to, any leopard print involved? No. <laughs> No, uh, when he has to like go to an event, though, like my mom mm. picks out his outfit. Interesting. I think this is pretty common okay. for girls to do to men, right?
1: Yeah, I th- absolutely. I have been one million percent on the receiving end of like, a, oh, like put this on, or you look yeah. great in this, or I bought this for I you. I don't
0: know if it's, if it is as common now as it is like with our parents' generation. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like men now have. Are like a lot more influenced to have their own personal style and mm-hmm. take influence from other places, whereas like you know, because of social media and things like that, um whereas like it's my dad gray, gray suit, a, blue suit, gray right, suit like blue suit didn't yeah. know what to wear mm-hmm. unless my mom was like setting it out on the bed for him. <laughs> um, so I'm not saying this guy is wrong for maybe it's just worded a little interestingly
1: right. I think there's like a kind of the approach part of it is like, hey dress more like her and she's your friend like i think that's a little bit of a i don't know not gray areas the wrong but i I see how that can get dangerous personal that
0: i think um trying to change someone's style and again i say this as it can sound hypocritical coming from me i've never tried to change will's style so Mm -hmm. but like i think um here's what i'm gonna say if your girlfriend, wife, is it his wife? Did I say wife? Uh, yes. His if your wife, wife yes. is, like, maybe wearing stuff that's not flattering for her or she's, like, always kind of sloppy or, like, always in workout clothes and her friends yeah. are always, like, done up, it's one thing to, like, be like, hey, like, do you want to go shopping? Like, uh, uh, maybe, like, encourage that for her because maybe she feels like she needs to, like, dress down or – doesn't, like, take care of what she's wearing because she's, you know, got a bunch of other shit going on, like being a mom or Mm -hmm. maybe she feels like she doesn't want to spend money on clothes or whatever. I think that's okay to, like, put that out there that you're, like, willing to let her spend money on clothes. Sure, But I don't know. I don't know if this is coming out right. I think that's okay to also, like, admire someone's personal style. I just think it's... (laughs) It's an interesting way to go about it to be like you should dress like Sarah
1: right, like that's that's where I get hung up is the you should dress like your but i i the point is totally valid like right. hey this I think you would look awesome in this stuff or something like something like that, yeah, maybe is the approach to it, or you just say, like, hey, I found this Instagram, I think you'd really look good in this kind of style or stuff or can i can I buy something for you or can I try something, you know like I don't i've never i've never tried this myself because of the probably the stigma of like hey put this on it would yeah. look great you know sweetheart but yeah i, I don't i don't know how to i, I do know it. it
0: feels it feels weird yeah. having a guy and i know that's totally like hypocritical mm-hmm. but it feels weird having a guy be like towards a girl be like you should do this yeah. although i have told will all the time i'm like i'm trying to i feel like my style is is very dependent on like what my mood is and things like that but i am trying to cultivate more of a personal style i guess Mm -hmm. and will will like send me instagrams be like you should follow this girl mostly because he knows that i'm like he knows probably what i'm going for Mm -hmm. and knows that i'm like actively like seeking inspiration etc i think an option here is like okay say you're your wife's friend like always like looks really put together or something like that there's just like one piece of her wardrobe that you're like that looks great mm-hmm. like buy her that like buy her the pair of jeans or buy her a blazer or whatever it is that like your wife's friend is like wearing so well i think that's a less egregious way to go about it yeah i, I think that's how women do it to men like they like yeah buy an item they're like you should wear these like that's how we like undercut you we're just like hey i got you some new shorts that don't have cargo pockets like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's what yeah. men, women do to men so you could reverse engineer that and do it yourself
1: yeah i just i what as a guy we're really getting into gender norms today it's like i would love if my girlfriend was like I, you would look so good in this i'd be like you know what you bet your ass i would i'm gonna put it on and then if i say that to her she's gonna be like fuck you
0: yeah like, and i'm just
1: I, this I don't, is a tough one
0: because i think too you also want to build up that person's confidence yeah all the time like i i notice that i go fishing for compliments with will when i like get Ooh, dressed okay and he hasn't like told me like, "Hey, you look really good." <laughs> so I'm like, do I look okay? You didn't say anything to me yet. Mm. What What do you think I look like? Does this look okay? Do I look pretty? Do I look fat? Do I, I did really see
1: Will like on the couch, just be like,
0: "Yeah, you look great." <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, if if she's having like a confidence issue, or you know, maybe like, I, I think that's where you can be like, "Hey, what if you?" Well, why don't we go shopping? Let's get some stuff that you feel great in. Like, mm-hmm. let's get some new stuff that you're excited about. Yeah. Like, I want to treat you, and then go shopping with her, and like put in the quality time.
1: And that's how you can start nudging a little bit. But, like, hey, but like, honestly, can you, if can you she's at least happy try this with
0: what she's doing, yeah. Just because your preference is someone else, like as long as she's not doing something totally egregious, and this is where again, gender norms be damned, but like. I would never let Will walk out of the house in something that he, like, would totally make him look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And uh, vice versa. I think if I was, like, wearing something that was just, like, totally obscene or didn't fit well, like, that's where our relationship and any relationship where you, like, love and trust each other, like, if I buy a dress and I, like, try it on him, like, I already kind of know, mm-hmm. like, okay, this isn't the best fitting in Will's, like... I've liked other things better on you. It's a good way to go. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're right. Yeah. And I, you have to kind of leave the pride at the door and you can't be like, okay, so you're saying I'm ugly. <laughs> like That's not what they're saying. Uh-huh. But, you know, I think having your significant other be comfortable enough to tell you that is important. Mm-hmm. That role can also be played by your mother or sisters. And unless, like a significant other has to be a little more tactful because your sister will just be like... I can see your uh, love handles in that. It's not great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like, at least that's the yep, that's yeah, that's the uh, relationship my sisters have. Uh,
1: but no, Will will nice say guy. like,
0: I liked literally. I'll like try on stuff. And be like I liked what you were putting on. I liked what you were wearing first that better to me i've
1: i've had i think that's that's the level i've gone to i am mean, yeah. like I, th- I like number one better yeah or you know i like number three
0: better and then i'll be like you don't like number two and he's <laughs> like i just like number one better like number, one number better. two looks great there's you still have to remain like keep the tact but also encourage confidence mm-hmm. so if if you really do want your significant other to like start dressing a certain way i think that that's I think it's okay to like like someone else's personal style and like try to influence that a little bit. But at the same time, you just want them to be confident and like happy in their own skin. Mm-hmm. And if you know that they're not, then like help cultivate that. But if they're happy and like they are liking what they're wearing and not having an issue with it, as long as like you're comfortable being seen in public with them, great. I'm talking about like if your wife is like going out like wearing a bikini top and like, shorts that are way too small or whatever daisy dudes and and like just put in you're like i'm kind of uncomfortable like with how much you're showing or like (laughs) like you know what i'm saying
1: i I, i'd dash her up and be like let's go
0: like i mean i don't know free drinks babe mostly uh, with will like the only time i tell him like you can't wear that is like if something's so old and has like armpit stains on it i'm like okay Mm. we gotta get rid of that shirt like we that thing is old you gotta go and honestly he knows way before i do
1: yeah i have a, I have a holy shirt uh it's that in my mail-in shirt actually yeah randy that's uh it's got holes like all in the arm uh-huh. and it's kind of like kind of you could sort of mistake it for a style thing but it's just it's not and i've been told uh, on many occasions before like please throw that shirt away yeah and just haven't done it but i do i do appreciate you being tolerant of my chinos and flip-flops movement thank you very much
0: yeah, flip flops are a hard pass for me. <laughs> Cups, and I'll tell chilling. Will that. Like, I mean, but Will also is not really huge into showing his toes.
1: He rocks Birkenstocks. Though. He
0: does rock Birkenstocks, which I, I'm currently rock- rocking Birkenstocks too. So, very nice.
1: Uh, I'll, the last thing I'll say is I think we kind of touched on it, but my solution here would be okay, let's go shopping. And will you try this on? Like, hey, can you try this? Like, I think this would be really good on you. This would look really cute. Can you try it on? Odds are she will say, okay, maybe I won't buy it i don't love it but i'm gonna try it on and be like oh my god you look so great so maybe that's how i would approach kind of nudging her on style
0: and that's like we said exactly how women do it to men Mm -hmm. so just copy that but you no one's gonna be really in the right if you're like hey i actually hate your personal style can you start dressing like like your friend and obviously he's not gonna do that you know
1: no i think he 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 knew you didn't know how like the the wording is tough of this like how do i get my girlfriend to change her style a little bit it's tough
0: i'm sure a woman would call in and ask the exact same question and about it
1: then... <laughs> just be like just tell him yeah just throw away his clothes
0: you could do that
1: especially if you're married and now you're just
0: stuck i would never throw away will's clothes though I, we've like gone through stuff we've cleaned out our closet and i've been like you don't even wear that anymore but i've never like I, I hate that get rid of it i'm
1: due i'm so due for it me too spring cleaning randy my wife and i have an almost two-year-old just sally defries uh and another on the way in july i don't know that's i don't know about that one uh she works in healthcare, friday to sunday and i work mon- uh, monday through friday from home friday to watch the toddler okay that sentence was confusing. He she works worked. Monday through Friday, Friday yeah.
0: from home to watch the kid.
1: And she works in healthcare for, on the weekends basis. Okay. In order to avoid daycare costs, we do not live close to family, so we do not have anyone to help us with a break from the work slash parenting cycle. How do I approach my wife to begin the search for a babysitter? It's so hard to trust someone that isn't family with the most important thing in your life, but an occasional date night round of golf or spa day could really benefit our mental health. Thanks and love the pod. How do we get babysitters in the next?
0: Okay, kind of this goes back to the first question. The more you do it, the more comfortable you become and you uh, like get a roster of people that you trust and like. Mm-hmm. Um it is hard to leave your kid with somebody.
1: I feel like especially if you haven't done it with like a mom or a dad or you know in-law before just yeah. to go like clean into a not rando, but, you know, right. into a babysitter that's unrelated to the families, I'm sure has to be very tough.
0: This is, again, a trial and error situation. Um,
1: Hopefully not too many errors.
0: Yeah. So start low stakes. Uh, you could – first of all, if you're – trying, I think you say to the wife, like, we need to find a roster of babysitters so that we can, like, go out and do stuff and have some time together. That's really important to me for quality time for mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Then start low stakes. So, first of all, find some babysitters. Um, Bambino app is great. Uh, if you live in a college town, tapping into like a sorority network is great. I currently am on uh, my old sororities like listserv and get babysitters from there. That's Because all these a good girls idea. are yeah. in college and have free time on random weekdays because they're in classes, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do it, do it while you're at home. So mom's home Monday through thursday you're home on friday and just be like hey um can you come over and we we really want you to come babysit for like two hours while the kid's awake i'm gonna run some errands i'm gonna be in and out of the house
1: gotcha so like kind of a hybrid
0: yeah and i mean i think most babysitters are like understanding of that right like it's 2023 we're not like leaving our kids with randoms but yeah, especially things like called sororities uh, where they have some sort of accountability or Bambino where their background checks Mm -hmm. or uh, word of mouth like looking for babysitters with friends of yours or even, you know, colleagues, et cetera. Like we on our work email list serve, people like be like, hey, I need a babysitter Friday night. Does anybody have anybody reliable? Yeah. Um, So that's a good way to find people that are hopefully responsible and like have some sort of like somebody else I, I know on the bambino app people like review you so you can see if they've gotten like good reviews etc then do something low stakes so you're you can be in and out of the house so you can kind of like check and see how things are going for me personally i like my biggest struggle with leaving fritz with new babysitters is not like me trusting them it's like I feel bad because Fritz is going to be pissed because he's really in a mom stage right now where he's like, I need mommy all the time. And when he watches me leave, he loses his mind. Mm -hmm. But then he gets over it. And I Will's like, you've got to let go of that. I think, too, for first-time parents, that's harder. People who have, like, two kids, don't give a shit. They're (laughs) like, we're paying them and Uh they're going to learn how to... They'll be fine. We're paying them a good amount of money per hour. They're there for three hours. They can figure it out for three hours. And if the kid cries the whole time, they cry the whole time. Like, it yep. is what it is. You, so start low stakes. And then as you find people you trust, then you can start, like, moving on to, like, a date night. Uh, again, leave, leave them at home with the kid while the kid's napping or already in bed so that they don't have to do anything. Start there. And then you can like work up to like, okay, now you're gonna like, you've babysat for us a couple times. Now you get to do a bedtime routine, which is like more of a involved thing than just coming over while your kid's already sleeping. Um, and then also, once you find people you like and trust, likely they have friends who, like, one of our dog sitters who also is a babysitter now lives with three other girls. And she's like, oh, any of those girls are great. Mm-hmm. And now all of those girls have babysat for us. So you just have to like dip your toe in, do it slowly. If you if you have someone who babysits for you and you're like, I don't... They just didn't do it for me. You don't have any obligation to them to keep calling them. No. And just keep finding someone new. I mean, it feels scary, especially because it's your kid. But I have never... We have had a ton of babysitters, a ton of dog sitters, and there are people that I like really loved, and there's people that I've been pretty mad about. We've never had a situation that was like, this is completely unacceptable, and I'm not okay with it.
1: Right. You know? Yeah. How did you as a mom first be like convinced, whether it was Will, or like how did how did somebody say like, hey, it's – for instance, going to be fine for two hours?
0: I think it took other moms telling me that. Okay. Uh. In the beginning, I was I was more anxious because I was like, I don't want Fritz to be bad and the babysitter to have a hard time. Oh, interesting. Okay. And it was, one of it my was friends, less about
1: like leaving him and more like is right. He I was be like, cool what if he's
0: the... like kind of a jerk or like cries <laughs> the whole time or whatever. And my girlfriend was like, you're paying them. <laughs> They're, that's their job. Like, right. do you think that everyone who comes in and gets anesthesia from you is like, oh, what if I like? Don't do well under anesthesia. My Mm -hmm. anesthetist has to deal with that. Like, (laughs) Or like, do you get on a call and you're like, what if this like advertiser is kind of a dick? Like, what am I going to do? No, that's your job. You do your job. So when you're paying somebody to do a job, like that is their job. Let them do their job. And I think that's really difficult for moms. Either you have the anxiety because you don't want to leave or you have the anxiety because you don't want your kid to be bad.
1: Mm -hmm. Sure.
0: And obviously this all comes with the caveat of like, you know your kid well if your kids are like eight and ten and they're total dicks then that's like on you but like yeah. if your kid misbehaves one time or gets upset or cries like they're a kid and anybody yeah. who's babysitting knows that that comes with the territory
1: it's not their first rodeo yeah interesting i i never thought about it like that side of it i just always thought it'd be like oh what if my kid like hits their head or draw we, you know like we there's are that just anxiety, now
0: but- like our nanny babysits for us a lot Which is really nice, because Fritz knows her so well. But we haven't really given other babysitters that don't, like, first few times, the opportunity to, like, put him to bed. Because it's a lot. It's a lot to wrangle a toddler and get him into bed, and he's upset, even with us. And I finally have, like, kind of let go of that. I'm like, they can figure out how to put him to bed. Mm -hmm. It's a 30-minute ordeal, and then they're going to literally sit on their butt for the rest of the time. They can do it. Yeah. It'll be fine.
1: Uh, you know what I could do, what I could go for right now because I forgot this morning? My Athletic Greens, Sally. I had mine this morning.
0: Did you really? I'm feeling great.
1: There you go. Athletic Greens is a scoop of 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, oh my goodness, to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, Your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all of the things like i said morning routine not this morning i totally just just absolutely slipped my mind probably because we had to get in here and do the mail-in podcast um but it's it's just been a part of my life for months now and i feel i feel better about myself each time i have athletic greens because i know i'm starting my day with something that is boosting my health Mm -hmm. right it's like a routine is kind of like making your bed. You know what's in it. You know it's good for you, and you know you're starting your day like like empty stomach with it. Uh-huh. Just makes me feel like okay, I got something going for me. Check like, it off the like list. A, a, a win to start the day. I want to know before I walk out the door. Yeah, with athletic greens. Not today. I'm I'm I was O and O.
0: But you still have time to add it in.
1: There's still time, and I'm doing yoga today again. So I'm I'm gonna I at least have one win planned. Yeah. Uh, Sal, you're an athletic greens fan. I am. What would you say your favorite part is
0: i honestly feel like when i take it consistently i have said this in the past couple of weeks but multiple people have commented about how good my skin looks mm-hmm. i do feel like it's changing my skin and hair um, but i also think when i take it i have like less anxiety throughout the day i feel like it evens me out a little bit Ooh, i don't okay. know what maybe it's the adaptogens in it um but when like first thing take it on an empty stomach drink that and then I like follow it up with like a big huge thing of water and I automatically like just feel more like revved up to go for the day. More so than like what my old routine was which is like chugging coffee on the way to work. Mm -hmm. And I still have like my morning coffee but I I do this and then I do water and that's all usually uh, on my drive to work and I I feel a lot better. I'm also more regular. Oh, Mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah.
1: For less than $3 a day, you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Um, it's also cheaper than the, uh, the the different supplements that people get all over the place. They have nine different bottles. Yeah. Well, this is just all in one. You're good to go. Um, tons of people taste some kind of multivitamin, like we said, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. So here's the deal. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need to, for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, plus five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mail-in. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mail-in to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Next one, sale.
0: Yeah. Hey, Brett and Sally. I'll try to be tactical. I recently started seeing this girl for a few weeks and we hit it off great right off the bat. Everything has been happening so easily between us. and We have so much in common as far as goals, morals, lifestyle, etc. She's incredibly successful and driven. She's pretty cute. Not someone I would go for right off the bat, but there are so many amazing things about her. It's all green flags either way. Problem is, within a week of us talking, one of my insanely attractive coworkers has been coming on to me. In person, she goes out of her way to sit next to me and chat. And eventually, she kept a convo going on our work chat in the middle of the night, where she sh- she then proceeded to move it to the text and full send flirting. Full send. Full send. We kept the convo going, and she isn't afraid to send risky texts or pics at the gym. Hey, know. To which I just brush off and give dry responses, but she won't chill out. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't interested, but things with girl A are too great to mess them up. Girl B from work is also younger on the same client, but a different team and seems very toxic. So all the reasons I wouldn't want to pursue her anyway. (laughs) How do I abort and just friend zone her and continue working in close proximity without this girl escalating or blowing up on me? I'm sticking with girl A 100% right now because she's definitely what I want in person at this point in my life. Thanks. Love y'all. How does he friend friend zone his coworker?
1: For the friend zone, can't, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. That wow. was, that I one. think this is simple. Just make it official with girl A. I, that that, was, that, my that was my answer. That was my answer as well, Randy. Make it
1: official and then and then you have the um I have a girlfriend. I have to stop this fun, flirty work thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you think there's a chance though that Toxic Girl B like Blows up at him and is like, well, then why have you been letting me, like, send you, like, Absolutely
1: there's a chance for that. Yeah. Which is that, – that's why you got to cut it – nip nip this right. thing in the so butt. So I think
0: this is, like, a, a slow play on her end and a fast play with the other girl. You make girl A your girlfriend. You literally mm-hmm. stop responding to anything girl B sends you.
1: That's not work-related.
0: That's not work-related. Like, yeah. if she sends you a gym pick, if she sends you, like, a, hey, thought of you, like, you got to – immediately like cut that off either don't respond or just respond with the like ha you know and yeah, just like, make cause... it very known that there is like nothing
1: what's it called these fizzling is kind of the word for yeah. it like you're not ghosting but you're fizzling you're, yeah you're the, the responses get shorter the questions get less frequent and you kind of fizzle it.
0: do not send any sort of flirty banner back don't ask her questions that aren't work related and then once i think hopefully within like a week or two she gets the picture but if she doesn't then it becomes like hey i've got a girlfriend
1: yeah Th- yeah and you know there's uh there's one school of thought that's like well if he starts fizzling she will she may double down if that's a topic. If, if she that's doubles her- down i yeah. think
0: you say like i've just recently started seeing someone yeah i really like like you as a a co-worker yeah this is
1: fun this this is great i i got a i got a Reel this in a little bit. She Rain seems like in? she Rain might in? be
0: high on the hot crazy scale.
1: The coworker. I mean, I what your words, not mine, but
0: Well, I it just <laughs> seems like he's kind of he's like, she's hot. I like obviously love getting attention from her, but like I'm worried that she's gonna
1: Do you think she knows that he has another option somehow and is like, ooh, now I have to
0: No, probably not. Okay. I mean, unless they like are hanging out a lot outside of work, mm-hmm. but it's always fun when someone like attractive is into you and of course. you like have some flirty banter going yeah, on. Absolutely. But you've absolutely have to start it with like cut off all, all communication that's not work related.
1: And make it official with girl A. Yeah. I think that's the answer.
0: That's the safe play. And the, then I think no, if it. You want the non safe place? Well, no, but I'm saying, I think. I think <laughs> well, if it. do I have one of those for you? If it continues where she's, like you said, like doubling down, it, I think at all costs, you kind of want to avoid the like, hey, I have a girlfriend. Cause that's just going to be embarrassing to girl B. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? yeah, yeah. you don't and want get, to embarrass her. Like, don't embarrass her. Keep her ego intact. Uh, you don't need to like upfront be like, hey, like, i have a girlfriend because that's just going to feel kind of unsolicited on her end and be like wait what like yeah. i'm not maybe i'm just like laddie and full of banter on her end you know and she's <laughs> like i wasn't even like trying to pursue anything with you yeah it's yeah yeah how she's like, wait, she's like and... wait what so like the more you keep her ego intact i think that's the tactful way to go about it
1: i think that's that's right fizzle it out get get professional with it yeah Capiche.
0: Capiche.
1: Uh, Hey, y'all. I have an am I the asshole for you. So here we go. Randy, am I the asshole for cutting down my wedding list after already asking for addresses? Here's the situation. My parents are paying for our wedding, and we recently found out my mom has cancer. Uh, Finances have been uh, tighter for them, and because of this, the initial budget we were given for the wedding is now smaller as well my fiance and i are having a destination wedding and already had a smaller guest list so we feel bad cutting it down even more but we have to do what's best for us and with what we can afford i just can't help feel like the bad guy since we initially asked for addresses and now we have to have the hard convo with those people that can no longer that we can no longer accommodate them so am i the asshole for this sally no correct
0: first of all like (sighs) You're even without the like. My mom has cancer. We can't afford this. Mm-hmm. You're not the asshole. Like we've say this so often, but like weddings. If people get upset about weddings, they need to chill out. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, weddings have turned into a, a whole beast.
0: Yeah. A if, if if your friends can't understand that, especially like anybody who's close to you in your life probably knows the situation. Mm-hmm. And should absolutely understand, like, hey, we've got to keep it small.
1: That's a perfect answer. Yeah. Like if, they're, if they're not close enough to you to not know about the situation.
0: Then, like, you probably don't need them at the wedding anyway. Boom. Uh, obviously, Will and I did something pretty similar. We literally got addresses. We're sending out save the dates, stopped sending the save the dates, had a small wedding. Mm-hmm. We, there were a few people, one of whom is in this room right now. I wasn't gonna name names. That didn't get invited to the wedding, and but I did get a I'm Facetime. Talking specifically about Randy. Oh, uh, <laughs> but it was like one of those things. that was like I think it was really easy line of demarcation of like Will's friends growing up, most of my college friends, and that was it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and everyone who wasn't able to be there was an adult about it, and I, like. We had a great wedding. Would have loved to have done it with 200 people. Glad mm-hmm. we did it with 45. And it is what it is. Everyone moved on. No one was, like, butthurt about it. It's and a wedding.
1: And, and I got a FaceTime at 1145.
0: And 45. you did get a FaceTime at 1145. Which, which made wedding. my night. But, like, you know what I'm saying? I think even my some of my girlfriends who I didn't invite are still, like, so happy for you. Would love to take you to dinner, whatever. Of course because the people that you're close to are like we're so happy for you you got married not like <laughs> i can't believe this and i i have been there i remember when i was like 22 my first friend was getting married and i was like i cannot believe she didn't ask me to be in the wedding mm-hmm. and then as more time went on i was like oh, i got older i was like oh my god thank god they're not asking me to be in their wedding you know what i'm saying
1: yeah especially if it's like a cool like destination place yeah you the, want you, you you the ideal the sweet spot is like your significant others in the wedding and you just then you have a solo day just right rip it up
0: i think it's important to remember that when people get upset about weddings and stuff sometimes it's coming from a place of like they're young and immature and selfish or and maybe they, a little projection yeah or a projection and they are insecure and want to know that like they were invited but also sometimes mm-hmm. people genuinely just want to celebrate you and like show you that they love you um and those people when they feel like that are the ones who are not going to be upset and who will say like so happy for y'all wish we could wish we were invited but that's okay would love to like celebrate with y'all when you get back
1: of course and if you do like I, you know he said if you do want to have some sort of explanation you don't owe them one right but if you do want to have some sort of boilerplate text that says, hey mom's sick we're going to do something smaller I'm yeah. so sorry but would would love to to again get dinner with you guys or do yeah. something sort of adjacent to a wedding and 100% of people are going to be like oh my god do not worry about it.
0: I think I have gotten flack for this like saying on this show before like people who don't understand that don't, or like don't understand your life situation don't really deserve a spot going forward in your life. Um and maybe that's coming from a place of like age i I think the more that I get older, the more I'm like, if you're not here for me and like genuinely happy for me and the low moments, where why do you deserve to be at the high moments? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying, of and so I think saying like if people can't understand where you are in that situation with your mom being sick and you need to tone down and it again take the mom being sick out of it people can't understand that you may need to tone it down for whatever reason that you choose maybe they don't deserve to be there later on when you're having the happy times
1: yeah and that's that's a that's a perfectly succinct way to put it just no you don't need a reason yeah um but if you are going to attend that destination wedding perhaps it's in a different country
0: perhaps it's in mexico
1: perhaps it's in mexico you might need to polish up on your spanish there sally how's your spanish right now
0: uh, es muy mal.
1: Not not very good. <laughs> yeah, not very good. It's
0: o- I I know un poquito palabras en español. A couple words in Espanol.
1: Uh, una más cerveza, por favor. There you go, señorita. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college was not exactly a high point in our academic careers. Four years of French, Sally. Basically, I can point and shoot, like bleu blanc, <laughs> Randy. Okay. What?
0: What's so funny about that? That's you didn't a, even say words. You just went bleh, bleh. <laughs> bleh, Clearly the French is not going well. Blanc. This is white. Blanc. I think you could use Rouge. some Babbel.
1: I could use some Babbel. The language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. There's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, uh, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use. In the real world, Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go, Uh, and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. You can choose from 14 different languages on Babbel, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German, plus Babbel's speech recognition technology helps to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus... It comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. I'm thinking about, not even thinking, like very much looking into doing a trip with uh, one of my best friends growing up. Shouts to Dan. We're going to do Sweden for midsummer. Uh huh. I think I'm going to dive into my Swedish journey. Yeah. So that was got me covered on that. What would be your ideal language?
0: I mean, I do use it for Spanish brush up. Oh, there you go. Um, All the time. But I... I do like, I, and Will used it when we went to Italy, to like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of trying to not be the asshole American who just assumes that everyone can speak English and like attempting to use their language. And a mm-hmm. lot of times people will just automatically understand that you're American and like switched English. But it's nice to put forth the effort.
1: Absolutely. So right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash mail. That is babble. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash mail for up to 55% off. Your subscription, Babble language for life. You got the last one, Sam?
0: Yeah. How do I get past the fear of rejection when it comes to sex in our marriage? Sorry for the long post. A little background. My wife and I have been together for eight years, married for five. We started with a great sex life. Over time, the frequency lessened, and but I chalk that up to just what happens when you're in a long-term relationship. Before her, I never had a relationship that made it over five months and got out of the honeymoon phase, so getting turned down for sex was a foreign concept to me. At first, my wife would be apologetic if she turned me down, saying that she didn't feel good or was tired or we could do it tomorrow instead. That slowly became turning me down with no reasoning and no promise of sex tomorrow or anytime soon, which lasted for a couple of years. Of course, this eventually led to heated arguments, which is strange because we have a fantastic life out of this one issue. We're well off financially. Two kids. We we're each other's best friends. I did some independent research and dis- decided to discuss the issue outside of the bedroom and just talk it over. She has been very receptive to improving our sex life, but is still depending on me to be the one to initiate intimacy. The problem with that is that I seem to have developed a fear of being rejected and talking myself out of initiating sex a good portion of the time to save myself that rejection. My question is, how do I get past my fear of rejection? Do I need to get some sort of therapy? And if I do, how exactly do I explain to my wife that I need therapy for some kind of trauma that has happened as a result of her actions, though she wasn't doing anything wrong? Um. Okay.
1: Interesting one here.
0: So, 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 so common to be in a relationship where the sex fizzles out. I mean, I kudos to everyone who does not go through a lull, mm-hmm. and I kudos to a, the people who do. I I don't know that I've ever heard of a relationship that hasn't gone through some sort of a I lull. I think
1: sex. it's ex- basically a hundred percent common,
0: ex- unless it, what this guy's saying—you're in like a few-month relationship. You never hop out of the like want to have sex like rabbit's face mm-hmm. and then you just don't get to the point where you're like we're comfortable with each other Sure, because that happens in every relationship you get comfortable you become better friends than you do lovers and there, that's all phases in a relationship especially in marriage uh, it sounds like they have already addressed this problem i think his actual issue is the, like we're going to work on it, but I still am the one initiating it. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely okay to seek therapy. I think it might even be better if you could go together. Yeah, um, Because maybe they're – everyone is – the thing about sex in relationships is everyone's at a different point in their lives. So even if you – Or even if this guy's having the like fear of rejection, his wife may have something else going on. Like she may be at a point where she's like not feeling attractive or not feeling her best physically or stressed or whatever it is that's keeping her from initiating. Or maybe she lacks the confidence or maybe she just doesn't feel like she needs to be the one initiating or doesn't understand what
1: like maybe his desire to have that. Right. Right. Yeah. Or it's kind of like, oh, I'm comfortable with you being the one initiating. So I'm just gonna kinda
0: And I the you know, every relationship always goes back to like communication and communicating that to your partner. But I don't think saying to her like, I love that we're working on this, I'm happy, like I want to keep initiating with you, it gives me anxiety because I feel I'm scared of being turned down. Mm-hmm. And I think you initiating would help my confidence in that. You don't have to say like, you've traumatized me and now I have PTSD.
1: Yep. I would leave that out.
0: <laughs> but but like saying it in a tactful way of like, I, I am happy to keep initiating. I just, it's... Every time I get turned down, it, like, adds to my anxiety surrounding it.
1: I think that is a very fair thing to kind of open up and be really honest about. Be like, I I love you. I am so attracted to you, but I get get so much anxiety over initiating because I don't know where it's going to go. Right. And, like, that's okay. I'm just – I need to be honest about that and see where it goes.
0: But I think saying that in front of a therapist who can kind of delve into those feelings of, like, Mm -hmm. why – you answering in front of the therapist and your wife why is it that i feel that way mm-hmm. because i've been turned down before and it's starting to knock on my ego and all of those things helps you know you can say that to your wife but sometimes having a third party present who can really identify the issues yeah is helpful um i just want this guy to know like he's not alone mm-hmm. i think every single relationship marriage goes through this um there you know when you add things into a marriage like kids or financial stress or moving or new job or whatever it is every that is always reflected in the sex life and um it's it's like a, almost a double edged sword because then you stress about the lack of sex and then there's more pressure for this sex to happen and be good and be spontaneous and be like when you were 22 and just met and unfortunately it's not going to be that way Mm -hmm. like uh, people that but that doesn't mean you can't have good sex in your relationship but also i think there's this whole drive of like oh my god we've got to get back to where we were when we were like humping like Like, like, like
1: wednesday night i I promise like we're doing like you don't want to plant you know that just just makes it
0: difficult it's the same situation when you're like trying for kids or you know you feel this pressure because your girlfriend told you that they have sex 4 times a week and you're like oh shit now we've got to do that when you start like really start thinking about sex like that mm-hmm. then it's just added pressure and that's why that's why it's not like when you were 22 and just met because when you were 22 and met, just met you weren't like we have to have sex all the time you just were doing it because it was fun and you liked you're, each other and
1: very little responsibility outside of right like, what kind of tequila you but want your margarita exactly
0: but the more you add time and pressure and stressors to your life the more that it becomes this whole pressure situation and then you feel so it's just like a a positive feedback circle where you're just mm. getting more stressed and stressed and stressed and it's important to like step back and take that pressure off and know that there are going to be ebbs and flows like there's probably going to be a time, I think it's women, like, reach their peak sexuality at 40. Oh, really? I think that that's true. I could be wrong. <laughs> but I think that that's, like, usually when women usually peak later than men. Men are peaking, like, their whole lives, I guess. And <laughs> I, there's probably going to be a point in their lives where, like, the kids are grown they're like doing baller shit, and they're just having sex all the time. And then we, then we, re- because re- the pressure's really rever- off. Yeah, absolutely. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and so it's it's totally okay to be in this spot, and it's okay to be scared of rejection, but mm-hmm. know that like the rejection is not personal. It's a like your wife is probably going through shit that has nothing to do with you. She may literally just be exhausted, and even though that is a personal, it feels like a personal hint. It should never, like, if you love your partner, it's never like a, I don't wanna have sex with you. It's like, there are a lot of other things happening in my life that are more important than sex to me right now. Mm -hmm. Like sleeping or, you know, like getting shit done or my breath smells bad and I don't wanna have morning sex or whatever the excuse may be, you know?
1: absolutely, absolutely. But I
0: get it, it's hard not to take that personally. Because if you were 22, And someone didn't want to have sex with you, then you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, you know what I'm saying? And you take take that personally. So why should it be different in your marriage? It shouldn't. But you also have to realize, like, you love and trust this person. They're not going to do anything to hurt you emotionally. So, or they shouldn't. So know that every time you're initiating, try to keep initiating. Try to get over that fear. And know that when she's saying no it's not because she's like i'm not attracted to you i don't like having sex with you it's because it's not the highest thing on her priority list mm-hmm. but i don't think uh seeking therapy is a bad option either no
1: i think that's that's option number one for me yeah and just now now broaching that subject is like hey do you want to go to like do we want to go to therapy not like as there's nothing wrong there's just like how do we like let's explore this more yeah maybe it, maybe that's how you approach it but um delicate situation and wishing you the best there yeah but that's going to do it for us today sally do we have any uh, any shower thoughts before we bounce
0: all my thought is that is i had this uh cinnamon cream caramel cold brew and yeah. i am like on another planet right now like I'm wired like, so wired wow i think i need to go eat something i'm like shaking oh
1: boy <laughs> Just, you want to run run back an hour like hour number two of the mail I know.
0: Like I could, but we're uh-huh. at sixty-eight minutes. We probably need to stop. I mm-hmm. maybe I need to not have a cold brew before our next recording. I, I think I'm like you can see me kind of shaking. There we go. Let's ride. On this high def camera.
1: <laughs> Please subscribe, rate five stars review, and tell a friend about the podcast. Hit the hotline mm-hmm. number eight eight eight-362-M-A-I-L. That's eight eight eight. 362-6245. I promise I will get to the voicemails this week. Uh, or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at mail in Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you?
0: Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter.
1: I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. And we'll see y'all next week.
0: Bye.